welcome back to Smash and Grab Comics, uh, the comic show that is just no holds barred. Say what we want to say, do what we want to do. We have a very, very, very special episode tonight, though. Yep. We have no books that we read this week. I didn't, you know, and it's a funny thing, we didn't have any here to talk about on the show. I didn't even read any, period. Dude, I, I like, I read one in my off time. I was like, maybe. I, I put a stack of books in my box at the comic store, and... It's probably probably sixty bucks worth of books, and I only brought home like eight bucks worth. <laughs> you bastard! Because I was like, "What do I want to read?" And then I was like, oh, "How dare you read anyway. But anyway, we have a very very special show today. Uh, if you guys remember, we had an episode where we reviewed Alien Toilet Monsters Number One by Eric Barnett and Carol Zara. We absolutely did not like this book at all. Right. But tonight we have Eric Barnett himself calling in to talk about the book. Discuss with us where we may have been wrong, may have been right, or just things that he wants to say about the book, and or, this is a very special opportunity to do so. where we were just mean. Uh, uh, yeah, some, there, there's some, that. Some of it, you know, like he, um, I went back also and found the episode, and like, you know, some of it was just us getting on this um, rant. We were steamrolling. We yeah, we were steamrolling and, you know, just not really realizing... Um, that, you know, there's a person's feelings on the other end, you know. Absolutely. But uh, Eric is here. Eric, go ahead and say hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Oh, We're man. doing great. We are great. Are you ready to talk about your book? Have you? Yeah, I think so. I've got uh, the sleeves are rolled up. I'm ready to get going. So let's, uh, <laughs> Good. let's dig got, right in. You've got the soapbox out of your closet. You're ready to stand on it proud and yell at yeah. the loudspeaker about um, what, what was going on. Hell to the yeah, yeah! I've got like a whole crowd standing around. They got pitchforks and torches. They're around <laughs> you guys, actually. Oh no, the tiki right torch now. Nazis the, are after us. I just got it. Yeah, man, they got the, the black jackets and the the tiki torch. No, so, let's not. Let's not do that. Because no, no. you know what's gonna happen now, right? That's perfect. Hey, Way but, to start. Oh, yes, good. I know, right? Um, Eric, you know, as a as an artist myself, um, that's one of the things I talked about. Is I I really like the art throughout the book, um, and especially you know off. Uh, air here you and i were just talking about your variant covers and okay. it, i think i think the artwork is just great and i know you were kind of saying it's not really comic book art but i don't know i really liked the style of it oh i appreciate uh, that man i mean i don't uh you know like I'm, i i think i might be a little bit older than you guys i don't know i can't really tell from your profile pictures well, but i'm not I'm, a, I'm not a spring chicken i'm right? 36 like, john all right you? i'm old enough to party <laughs> That's all Very you're gonna good. say. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so he, all right. John's this, in his twenties somewhere. Yes. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, like I, uh, I was one of those kids that you know, in in, in school was was you know, fairly talented and, and did well, and was constantly reminded of how you know how talented I was, but it was in a small pond. Yeah. And then once you kind of move on beyond that pond, where you know you've got like thirty kids in the class or whatever the hell it is. You know, and only a handful of those people are going to even be interested in art. And beyond that, how oh, many are even reading comics? I know. I'm, I'm an art teacher. <laughs> I teach 6th yeah. to 12th grade. <laughs> okay, so there you go. So you understand kind of like you've got the kids who are like, they're going to give it its all. And then you got the kids who are like, like I'd rather be playing basketball. In a, in, a class, in a class of 30, there's maybe two that want to yeah. be there. Yeah. So it, it, it sort of sets you up for failure because you're, you get this sense of uh, how – how qualified you might be to do a thing and then it's not until later in life that life kind of you know taps you on the shoulder and goes ah no motherfucker like you don't know <laughs> you really don't know you need to like step back and take a look at what's around you and how good people are and you got to try like you should have been spending every hour like working your ass off so you you 
you grow up real quick when you start to see, you know, especially when I was coming of age, you know, internet was starting to happen and you're starting to see like really the expanse of what's out there. And especially today with things like ArtStation and DeviantArt, like the breadth of talent out there and the amount of kids who are, who are taking art more seriously and spending more time and developing themselves. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's insane to see the level of talent that's out there compared to what you thought was good when you were a kid right right so 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 coming up it was always kind of an idea like yeah like i should do a comic book yeah of course i should do a comic book um but um like i was saying just off air you you don't know what you're 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 asking for until you step into it and then it's a whole different thing and there's a lot to learn and there's definitely a way of of presenting material that is uh more accepted more standardized and, and and more specific than what you might think Mm-hmm. And sometimes breaking rules that you think are, are fun to break, other people get very upset about. So that was something else I think I kind of learned along the way. But um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you, I'm really interested in, in background and things like that. Um, did you go to school for art? Um, I did spend a little bit of time, uh, you guys have colleges, so in Canada we have universities. I don't know if you have universities down there as well. Yeah, yep, oh, yeah. We, okay. we have both. Okay, so like, so there used to be sort of a bit of a distinction before, where a university in, in Canada would be more of like a, it, it was more academic, I guess might be the right word. Maybe that's wrong, but it yeah. was more like you had to have higher grades to get into a, a prestigious university, and then you might go to a college level thing to learn maybe a trade, and then there might be something like a trade school. It's uh, it's similar here. When I went to school, I uh, started at a school called Augustana College. And then before I graduated, they had upgraded to a university. So I graduated at Augustana University. Uh, right. So, so yeah, it, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So I did make it into a university, but I didn't make it in for my art skills, although I did take art classes. Um, but the the weird thing about getting into university, and especially when I attended, was the the focus really wasn't as as it wasn't so much on on the art itself. And what I was interested in at the time, being you know like a 17 18 what was it 18 year old kid yep. was was going after you know like you want to learn you know line quality you want to learn how to improve you're hoping that this is the point at which you're going to have a teacher come and they're going to like just you know download everything into your brain and you're going to come out da vinci on the other side <laughs> and it it didn't happen it was more the first thing we did was like they wanted you to just just whatever art doesn't matter what it is you do but they wanted the meaning behind the art and the meaning behind the art was pushed and pushed and pushed mm-hmm. which at that age i was like fuck you like, yeah. I'm here to learn and you guys don't want to teach me but what I wasn't realizing at the time was it was the meaning that was the most important side of it no one gave a damn whether you dropped a nice line or not they gave it yeah and then it goes even further than that as you know, you know hey I had this I had the same experience in, in my art program um, where I was expecting them to give me the mechanics and it wasn't right. it, it shouldn't have been um, any of their business why I was doing what I was doing you know yeah you feel very much like that at that very, age. At least I did. Yeah, I, did I, I was very. Um, um, I bristled at it quite a bit. You know? Right, right, right. And, and I felt, I felt exactly the same way. I felt uh, like I don't like. I, I mean, I, I, I tell this story a few times, but you know, there was a point at which they, uh, they were, they were really gung ho on trying to make us use found objects to make sculptures, which, at the time for me, was the most abhorrent thing you could possibly do. Like, I want to take clay. I want to make. A maquette i want to make a you know a dragon or whatever it is mm-hmm. and they're like you know well go and go and find some junk and make a sculpture and i'm like <laughs> that's not art you asshole. <laughs> like, 
this is exactly what I hate the most. Like, why would you make me do this? So like a, a petulant child, I went out and I found some beer bottles. I wrapped them up in tape uh, together and I set them up on the table and I put a little thing and said, I made some beer goggles. There you go. Grade me. <laughs> like I'm challenging the university like an idiot who I'm paying to learn from, but I'm acting like I know everything, right? Yep. So when you're coming, I guess my the point of what I'm saying is that I went through those years of like rebelling against the system for maybe a little too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still doing it, I suppose, you know. Um, and Carol is very much the same way. And that's, I think, why we're such an interesting uh, team, the two of us, because we both uh, buck trends and we buck the system. And sometimes it's to our detriment, to be quite honest. And that's maybe the thing that we shouldn't do at times, but it's, it's hard not to when it's kind of ingrained in you. Um, but you you also learn over time that maybe, you know, there's, there's, there's fights to have and there's fights not to have. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and that's, and that's kind of the thing, but yeah, like, uh, so the training wasn't so much there in those years. Um, later on, I, I, I kind of moved to uh, a bigger city here in Canada. I moved to Toronto and I, I started taking it a little more seriously and I started doing storyboard gigs for different uh, short films and uh, you know I, I took a few runs at doing a comic book with some friends um, and uh, nothing ever really materialized uh, with respect to comics just because you know in, in those days it just you, doing like a, a small press thing like people were doing it but it's it wasn't as accessible um, and these are back in the days of like I don't know if you guys remember but Dreamwave comics no, um, I don't remember that. Yeah, so that was around 2002, 2003, I think. They had the Transformers license for a while, as well as uh, the Ninja Turtles license, I think, and a couple of other things. Um, this was right just at the turn of the century. Okay. Um, so, Jesus Christ, I just sounded really old. <laughs> the turn of the millennium. Yes. The term of the millennium. <laughs> Back so, in my you know, day. Do you guys remember? So. You guys, okay, but wait, you're 36. You must remember Y2K. Oh, Y2K yeah. Oh, yeah. Today, my so. my aunt, she had a she had a shelter uh, in her <laughs> basement. Aunt. Full. <laughs> she, she, no, I no, I was grad, I graduated from high school in 2000. So, the um the uh kids my age, we didn't care. And then oh, we didn't care. but like my aunt she was super paranoid that she would be stuck in her house without being able to get groceries no canned or food. food. You know, her basement is still full of it. Uh, <laughs> right, 18 right. years yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Still eating but, cream I mean, corn. It was a thing. You, you remember, like, there were, like, like there was all the documentaries coming out. And oh, the world was going to end, just, we were sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. And the Matrix, the Matrix only fueled that whole speculation. Oh, right? God, like, the Matrix yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah oh, and that dude. was, like, I mean, that was the time when, for me, like, you know, when you think about back in the day, for me, back in the day is like, you know, those years. Those are definitely the years of like when I was, you know, I was, quote unquote, maybe a little bit cool, you know, and I could, <laughs> I could rock like the, 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 the black clothing and, you know, all that kind of shit. But, uh, anyway, uh, so, so like, yeah, so go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so I, I'm dying to know, like, what, where did the title uh, Alien Toilet Monster come from? Where did the idea for the story come from? Yeah, so that's kind of, I guess that feathers off of what we were just talking about. So, <laughs> the, you see, you start to do this thing when you're young where you go, okay, at least, and I don't mean to be patronizing in that way. I mean, looking back at myself at that age, you think to yourself, I have all the answers and I have the best story. If someone would just listen, I can really make a difference. 
and you kind of look at the world in these ways and you're looking at the world through this kind of like perception of like, ah, oh, you old fuckers, you don't know. You're <laughs> stupid. How could you? And of course, you know, George Bush is president at the time, you know, and he's, he's dropping bombs and you have no reason why. And like, it's like, this is crazy. Like that. Why can't we just heal the world, make it a better place? My God, Michael Jackson was right. Hey, do you guys, do you guys remember when we used to think George Wa- or George Bush, George Bush was was a bad guy? And now we've got Trump. Yeah, they got a goddamn <laughs> Trump. Thing, Wait, right? Remember like, when I Bush think... was like the big deal? <laughs> like like Bush is Bush is redeeming himself somehow by not doing a damn thing, I which know. is amazing. Oh, he's he's uh he should be recognized in Black History Month just yeah. because of <laughs> he got us, he gave us a, he gave us Obama. It was great. Yep. Well, it's true, right? It's true, and that's the thing. And like so. So you're living through these George Bush years, and you're thinking, okay, well, well, well the states is, is a is a is a is a shithole at this point. At least that's the perception. Oh yeah, when yeah. You're looking at it, but for, for it's me. not entirely true. But it it feels like because it it wasn't because the Clinton years, you're thinking, you know, everything is possible. Not because of Clinton, but it was the vibe of the time. It was like this idea, but it was very anti-corporate. So that anti-corporate sentiment was was ubiquitous. It was everywhere. You, you couldn't get away from it. When I was growing up, like anything corporate, like uh, I, I was telling someone the other day, you, you would black marker, um, you know, like your, your, your Nike swoosh off your shoe because you didn't want it to be seen or you would rip the tags off clothing or you would just you would make sure that there was no branding of any kind. So corporate identity was like the worst possible thing. And we yeah. hated corporations with a passion. You know, I, that's exactly my mindset when I was in high school. You know, yeah. I, I'd see all my friends wearing, you know, um, well, Jerbo was really big. And so if you had those jeans, you know, John, you're a little younger. Do you even know what Jerbo is? Dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, I remember Jinko. Yeah, Jinko. Jinko were like wizard pants, man. Those kids were cool. Wizard pants. Yeah. Kids <laughs> could cast spells, I swear. Shut, shut up. I, they they I levitated towards I their them. classes. <laughs> they levitated to the class. Or teleported. I never seen a walk. What are wizard pants? Are those are those the things with the stripes that they wore at like football games? I don't know. John just made know. that up. Jinko jeans. They got the huge. They're like bell bottoms. But yeah, like they like were huge. Extreme bell bottoms. They were like, huge. Oh shit! Yeah, bell bottoms, dude. Bell bottoms. Bell bottoms are the sexiest fucking pants there are. I don't <laughs> on, on women. On say. women. Yeah. Oh, not, anybody. Not Jinko oh jeans. Okay, not no, Jinko no, no. jeans. Back. No way. These okay, were wizard okay. pants. Okay. You have to, you have to go back and you have to go look at guys like Robert Plant rock the fucking bell bottom pants. Yeah. And like, Lose their fucking minds. Don't you can't even begin. Not, and Robert Plant always had, like, you know, sort of a, a, a questionable face, but he yeah, wore he those was, jeans and women were like, "What's up?" Yeah, he was very, <laughs> he was very feminine, you know. And um, uh, as far as his looks go, I'm as yeah, I'm yeah, as yeah. beefy and as hairy as guys get, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, so, go so, back to what you were you were saying. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. So, so effectively. Uh, I was kind of, it was like, it was bred into me the idea that, you know, corporations were, were sort of like this evil monstrosity that we had to destroy. Um, and so we, we spent a lot of, I guess, the 2000s kind of feeling that way. So I had this, this, this crazy idea for sort of like this, this movie, maybe comic book, maybe whatever, uh, that uh, I was working my ass off on. Like I was, I was, you know, moonlighting at three different jobs and I was doing my best to try and put this thing together, but I never really... Like, I didn't have a computer at the time, so I didn't have any way. And this is, like, you know, 2002, 2003. Um, I didn't have – I had a little laptop that could do, like, WordPerfect, and that was it. Um, living in a little tiny studio apartment, uh, working at a coffee shop, uh, working a couple of other jobs at night, doing anything I could to make enough money to get by, barely paying my rent, usually paying it a month, two months late, and thinking I had, you know, like, like the next Lord of the Rings on my hand. I didn't, long story short. 
So I had to pivot at a certain point. I spent a lot of years working on this one particular idea, but everyone I ever talked to about it was like, it's a little too confusing. Now, I know you're probably going to laugh at that, but that was confusing. And so I decided to do ATM to do something that wasn't confusing. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. So, and I was just, and yet it feels like a lot of people ATM is already too confusing. So that's where I was like, okay, so I guess the other book was just too much, right? If, if uh, you had well, a book that was more complex than ATM, wow. Oh, way more complex. Okay, so this is exactly where, um, when I picked up the book, um, my main con- not concern, my main thing that was, that I, that I, my main issue was that um, I couldn't follow it. Um, right, I, I well, get that. I get right, right off the bat, you know, we're in the... Uh, desert with the wolf and um, scorpion type. Um, well, thing. yeah, the the uh, the fox and the scorpion, and yeah, the, or the coyote, and, uh, and then uh, and then it, it sets up this multiverse, which I'm all down with multiverses. Yeah, but then after that, that's where I think things get lost. Yeah, then it was you know with a wider scope to we're watching many different dimensions on screens, right? And and then we're in a diner. Yeah. So so. So all of a sudden we've we've moved way out and things have shifted really quickly. Yeah. So, so okay. So I guess. So, the idea for ATM was to try and take the ideas of the previous story that I had kind of wrapped up in in that and try and say, okay, can I distill it in another way? Mm-hmm. And so, okay, uh, everything in ATM has layers and it's meant to have layers so that you can peel them back. It's not meant to be a surface conversation uh in in a book there's a lot of books out there that if you want straightforward simple to the point they're there there's a lot of books that have sort of um like one sort of button hook kind of uh, towards the end that you can say okay you know like like there's the gotcha like the the m night Shyamalan style comic book right like the oh that's what that was wild you know Mm -hmm. i don't my storytelling doesn't doesn't necessarily uh evolve that way this was meant to be more of like there's a lot of like sort of like referential stuff. So the fox and the scorpion um, is a bit of a, of a reference to the old biblical stories of a, sort of like the fox and the toad kind of thing, which at one point in time was called the fox and the scorpion. Um, where is that the you know, is that the story where the scorpion gets a ride across the river? That's that's the one. Okay. So it's meant to be a bit like that, and it's meant to set up the rest of the storytelling going forward. Because to me, some of some of the the deeper meaning in ATM is about uh, the nature of things and the fact that you can't escape the nature of things and what they are. But what I wanted to do with the twist in the beginning, which was actually what we first solicited, was you know, this is a scenario where you know this this natural predator to the prey, you know, would normally just eat the thing and take off. They've merged, so the predator and the prey are now one and the same, and that's kind of the. The message in there but it's meant to just be like a subtle message that you kind of get in the back of your mind as you keep reading through the book and there's a lot of parallels that keep happening as far as predator and prey so the commentary is more about the fact that like i was saying earlier we used to have a real disdain for corporations and now we've become corporations ourselves so there's a lot of that kind of meant to be mixed in and it's not overt but it's there 
So yeah. you can imagine my frustration when it feels like you think I'm the corporation who's just there to make money pushing my product. <laughs> That's why I got so frustrated and I went, I have to call these guys. <laughs> Isn't that the ultimate goal though? Isn't that the ultimate goal though? I mean, you you it's, don't want to you don't want to put a book out and not make any money. No, but but, but would you want to put a book out and not make wait, but would you want to put a book out and not make money? Like ask yourself that question. I, no, but absolutely. I would not think, I would not want to put a book out and not make but, money. But okay, here's so, where, so here's capitalism where, is still part of it, right? Like yes, no matter what yes. you do, you have to you can't escape the capitalism because Absolutely. It, money makes the world go cheap. round. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we want to be uh, faceless, soulless entities that are just, you know, we're, it's just to make money. No, there's 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 heart and soul in what we're saying. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't need to still make money at the same time in order to keep kind of pushing the messaging forward, so to speak. You can't do one without the other or you become a charity, effectively. Yeah, the reason um, for me, the reason that I, I was going along those lines, too, is because Carol's in the book. And, right. and I was like, what? you know, and all the marketing stuff on Facebook and everything like that, I mean, it was... Um, Carol's kind of the face of the of the comic, you know, and Correct. it just felt like if we were pushing a Carol Zara, Zara uh, comic book, then just make a Carol com- Zara comic. Book. Yeah, just make a Carol book, and I don't know. It just seemed like it was so heavy-handed to put um, a real-life person in it, and and at the time, um, right. at the time, you know, I was thinking she was more. I guess I don't know your dynamic. I mean, are you guys partners? Do you guys create this yourself? Or is it, or do you write and draw it and, and she's part of the creative team? You know, how do, how does, how does things laid out? Okay. So it is just the two of us working on it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I think, so we talked about this um, just in the, in the phone call we had, I think uh, John and I mm-hmm. where I just, I, I guess that's part of maybe where the, the, when you explain the joke, sometimes it, it loses its, its 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 flavor. So we were we were putting Carol into it to kind of like she's like I said she's sitting on a toilet if you know what I mean. Like we're we're examining the idea of of fame in today's world, the idea of fame at all costs. Mm-hmm. That's another sort of like thread that the book starts to investigate, and it, we haven't got there yet because it's still the first issue. But that was part of the idea. So you know, I mean, like. What does it mean when you start to take selfies in the bathroom? What does it mean when you start to have to share every intimate moment of your life? You know, when you start to look at the guys like Logan Paul, like what he's doing, I'm not making a judgment call on Logan Paul as a as a performer or an entertainer, but I will say that there is something to be examined in his behavior and in his fan base and in the way that that has exploded. I'll judge and him. He's an asshole. Do you think so? Fair oh, enough. absolutely. Fair enough. I think well, that's <laughs> but, the thing. Like I said, like that's. But what I'm trying to say is, is, like, so where we're coming from is, like, we're looking at that and saying, while you can sit there and say Logan Paul is an asshole, like you said, he still has a crazy following that is. Being oh, absolutely. Fed. Yes, found in that niche is, market. Yes, and I understand. Exactly. That. He and was first there. No diff- yeah. yeah, I know exactly. This is no different. This is no different. Yeah. And that's where I'm coming from because I, you know, I think Logan Paul. Um, and especially after the the dead body thing, um, I think he's is just. Well, I thought that was tasteless, but in general, he he's nothing but a but a face. And I have you know I have no idea how he's got the fame he has. And right. um, you know I know his you know videos are uh, popular <clears throat> and stuff like that, but 
he's just marketing himself. And I got that same feeling from this book. I get you. And I get that's why that would make you angry. But we're, we're not, we're not, that's, that's where the difference is. Okay. So, so you're, so you're, yeah, you're talking about more tongue in cheek here. The, the point of it was, is that this kind of happened for us kind of early on in the early days of, of Twitter and, and YouTube and stuff like Carol gained popularity online that, you know, by all accounts wasn't exactly earned. It just happened. Okay. And it was weird. And it was an experience that is very hard to articulate. She, she earned it do it for, um, was it, she earned it how? You know, she, so she she buried, she basically she signed up for Twitter uh-huh. uh, and she put out some some videos talking about stuff, you know, uh-huh. um, just being kind of like, you know, cutesy and flirtatious. And her following just began to explode. And I mean, fast. It was crazy. Okay. And it was weird because it seemed like like celebrity had suddenly shifted to that point from having to be sort of like this. So the thing that we were always fighting against, the idea of of the of the produced celebrity, the idea of like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or, you know, the uh-huh. Christina Aguilera is not that they don't have talent, but the fact that there was this idea, this idea that unless you had like played all the bars and like, you know, your fingers bled in the from playing guitar repeatedly and you hadn't really earned it, you know, like mm-hmm. this has been corporate money thrown at this person and you know now you have a justin bieber and he's a talentless hack but he's also a worldwide sensation and yes you you can't you can't hold these two ideas in your brain simultaneously and justify them both at the same time it's got to be one or the other i know i can't see i can't listen to corporate sponsored music like that i i I, but uh, but the question becomes that lines become blurred today and everyone is it seems at least this is the artistic uh, side of our book speaking it feels like that's what's happened is it's like we've moved beyond um just accepting this we've now wanted to become this with everybody having a facebook page and a brand identity and a need for an instagram and a yada 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 that's what this has turned into to the point where everyone is now their own little corporation and everyone has their own branding so there is an element of that um in what we're doing for sure for us to be kind of saying like Let's take a look at this and let's kind of have a, like, like, you know, let's have a little powwow about what we're doing, guys. Like, why are we, why are we going in this direction? Yeah. So this is, this is where the book was, was coming from and this is where it's anchored. Okay. So, um, well, that's where I think, um, when you and I had a phone call and a discussion mm-hmm. of where I was so just gung ho about hating the book and hating the characters and hating just a lot of things about it. I think, you know, this book, it stakes, you know, a claim in, uh, on the mountain and just says, you know, look at it and look at yourself. And, um, I think I just, I hated, I think you wanted me to hate it almost as the writer and the, the artist, Maybe you maybe know what I mean? Bit, I think that's maybe why a little bit. Maybe I, I think you to be a little upset, but other people aren't upset. <laughs> Like, see, this is the this is the beauty of art, right? Is like, right, right. I want absolutely, you to have and that's the beauty of I don't, that's the beauty of the industry and yeah, uh, the industry that you're, you're falling into. Is I, I think uh, personally, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say I can't take that away from you at all, and I'm glad that that you had a reaction. Absolutely, but, and it's not that it's not that I need to. I mean, I can't change your reaction. Your reaction is still your reaction. You may still hate it. You may still think that you know my layouts are poor or whatever, and that's fine. But I was. There's a, there's intent there is all I guess I was trying to say. Yeah. There's intent to kind no. of say yep. all the things I've just said. But on top of that, the when you when the intent became when you started to paint us as the thing that we were critiquing, 
I kind of started to get like a little cold sweats. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> get what I mean? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You're putting out a, a book that's fighting against what you're what you're wanting it to be, or what it yeah. what, what you're wanting it to perceive to be. We were, we, and we, we were perceived. perceiving it the other way. Yeah, we were perceiving it as exactly what you know you're. So good job on that part. Yeah, you were, yeah right. <laughs> I think I did the job too well. Is my point. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's I, not it. Um, so there's so there's that side of it, and then there was the other side of it. I think I think there was a few times when you guys mentioned like the movie <laughs> the movie there's no movie there's no flying cockroaches movie there never was a flying cockroaches movie there never was going to be a flying cockroaches movie like that's okay. that's just that's part of our world that was something we developed and that was something that we purposely planted in videos back like years ago so that it would be discoverable today I got you. So it's, it's almost and, Easter eggs and follow the breadcrumbs yeah, and trail. Yeah, so you're yeah. you're trying to layer the world more, and you're blurring the lines between reality and art. Exactly. Uh, I got you. Okay. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like, get that you, at all. If you go online right now and you Google fcwwt.com, Andrea has her own blog. Okay. Right from the comic book. Huh. It's there, and she's there most days to talk to people. This is how much we're blurring the lines. I got like you. This, so again, like I was a little gutted when you're like, uh, it feels like there's like, you know, like these guys are just doing this for a laugh or like, it almost felt like you're calling out my integrity. I'm like, are you crazy? You know how much I have worked my <laughs> no, ass off. That's the thing. I, t- I t- when, when I came, uh, met up with John tonight, I said, you know, for a self-published book, it's really um, professional, you know, and um, I was you put all this work into it is what i'm trying to say and and money and time and like i'm I'm mostly an art guy and if i can't follow the story then i kind of get bummed out but um yeah um i just felt like we were skipping so much from one thing to another and not really understanding the hold on one second can you hear john (laughs) I can hear. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. We're just checking. My 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 uh, hearing went out here in my headphones, but um, and not really understanding what the jumps were and what this uh, blogger had to do with anything. Um, it it. All right. So it didn't so flow. We... It didn't flow for me, and, and then I, I got, got frustrated you. that like what what are they trying to say? And now that you're you're saying it and talking it through. Then I'm kind of going, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that people were kind of like kind of hit me with. So, yeah. So one of the things I did was so I part of my 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 background is as a colorist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I work in film and television and I, I've done a lot of commercial work and stuff. So color plays a big role in my art as far as the stuff that I do for myself. So intentionally, like the first book is very red on the cover, you know, red being for me like a central, you know, almost if you want to call it like red for me kind of is associated with number one uh, because it's, you know, it's the color of blood, it's the color of a lot of things, but it's it's, it's a very intense color for us. And it's, it's the color that, that humans gravitate towards the most. So um, I really wanted to be like uh, intense in the first, you know, as you look at the cover, but then as you go through the book, we begin with all kinds of pastels. Then we start to work into something a little bit more garish that starts to look very, um, you know, off, like it's intentional that the, the, the look of the fox and the scorpion is all kind of greens and blues and, and, and weird shading colors. And then we pull back. So we're pulling back from, from the, the desert to realize we're watching a hollow video in 
this world. And yeah. I, I purposely don't say, you know, you know, and now we're here and now we're here and now we're here because I don't want that feeling. I want it to flow as though the camera's moving through the spaces. And maybe that didn't translate for you guys. For some people it did. Um, but it was meant to be like, and now we're pulling back this can this is a camera move, right? So that's yeah. why the, the fog fades out. And now we're seeing these guys at the table. And then now we're moving through this, this dingy restaurant. Yeah. I and, got that feeling. Yeah. Um, okay. from the Fox to the screens that were, people were watching. Um, okay. but then the story of, of, the uh, um, kind of the lost love that he was looking through the stuff in the attic. And, yeah. and then coming down the stairs and there's his, his lady, but from a different dimension and she's got a different dimension right. of him. Um, I was just, so, going, I'm just going, when are we going to get to the alien toilet monsters? <laughs> you know, well, because, the, because again, it's, so this goes back to the first thing you're talking about. So when yep. you, when you're in art school and they're trying to tell you to take your art and have it mean something and you're yep. saying, I don't want it to, I just want to draw the crazy creature. Yeah. And they're saying, does the creature mean anything? Well, my toilet monsters can't mean anything unless I give them meaning. And I got it like, you know, Carol's quote was pretty good and they don't need to be graphic. But when you watch porn, if you start off with the cum shot, then there's not much to build to. Yeah. Right. And yep. that's that's very true in so many ways. And it's it's, it's a disgusting reference, but it's, it's the most poignant reference because it's I mean, poignant. I put it on the cover. Right. But you, you at the same time, it's like. But do you think that if that's... I read a comic book that's just about toilet monsters, then I have absolutely said nothing. I don't want to say nothing. I haven't put this much work into having a conversation about about what we should be but, thinking about. But with just a... do toilet monsters fighting, you know, a girl like that. That's 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 for children, and and this is not a book for children. That um, kind of grabbing title, like Alien Toilet Monsters, that's what. I totally expected going into it was that this you. was going to be, right. this was going to be a battle against not just aliens, but alien toilet monsters. And, you know, my humor going, that's awesome. And, mm-hmm. and then reading the book and not, I don't know. I felt um, honestly cheated that that was just a, a, a grabber, you know, just to get me to buy it. And then, um, but then tell this so other you story. Felt cheated. So, so wait, so you felt cheated a little that I used. So this is, this is what I thought was so interesting about the, this is what the conversation I kind of wanted to have with you guys. Sure. Cause I was listening to the previous podcast and part of me was getting angry and part of me was laughing because okay. there's this, this, this is, this is the reason if you think about it, everyone complains in the comic book industry about the, the foil cover or about the incentive covers and how it's just a cash grab, but you all buy it and then you get mad. I'm having that same conversation with you by calling my book Alien Toilet Monsters. And then you buy it. And then you got mad. Why? <laughs> Think about what you're doing. This is the point of my book. That's what I want you to do. I want you to examine what you're doing with your time and your well, money. Well, I want you to think about your choices and what, why your escapism is happening in the way it's happening. That's what the whole book is about. Every part of it, every one of my characters is trying to escape from their own reality. They're all looking to something else. They're all expecting something better. They're all hoping that there's something more coming down the line. It's a nihilistic satire. This is what this is. Well, so you got me. Because <laughs> okay. I, I, I looked at that. I, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but it's true, right? Like, yeah. you really think about it? That's kind of the thing. Everyone goes in going, well, you know, Spider-Man didn't have this and didn't have that. Like, how many hours are you going to talk about Spider-Man? Yeah. It's I, I, you know, it just, just 
<laughs> like, like, right. like I said, I came in, saw this hot chick sitting on a on a on a toilet with fangs. I was like, oh, I gotta buy that, you I know. Grab right. this, and yeah. and then and then that wasn't in there, and so. But it's not in there, but it doesn't mean it's not coming. Okay. Number one. All right. Number two. Okay. Whether or not, like, I don't really want to spoil any more of what's gonna happen. No, we don't want you to give away secrets. I know that you've you've already said you don't want to read anymore, but I'm curious. Now that I've talked to you guys, do you have any interest in reading more at this point? Well, or are you still like screw this book? No, I I would say as long as it comes out in a timely manner, I I think you get, um, moving forward, like for you as doing this independently, which uh, taking no credit away from you with all that, you guys hustled your asses off to push this book. Yourself. Oh yeah, like every every comic know. book Facebook page that I w- was on or followed, it mm-hmm. was you know this book, you know and, yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, even kudos if, to you guys as far as all that, that even, but you see, that's all Carol. That's yeah, not me. Right. No, but like, honestly, like, so when people talk about, you know, how much did she contribute to the book and like, what did she do? Uh-huh. I mean, that's I all mean, her. Carol does that. Carol, Carol brings that to the table. Not just that. I mean, it's also like through and through with the writing. Like she, I, I didn't just stand back and this thing about, I feel like I'm reading like an actual conversation. Well, thank you for the compliment, but no, it was not an actual conversation. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what the hell kind of, like, I don't even understand. I got to be honest. I didn't get that. Why well, would you levy that? Like, what kind of criticism is that? The dialogue felt far too real. Are well, you serious? <laughs> well, like, that, is that what you want? Well, that's more of maybe your levels of veiling through that, you know, right? you're trying so, to build this reality that's part real, part not, part is this existential, the, you know what I mean? Is that's this the, the, page? That's, that's is the this part the where Carol here? appears, yes, and then that's there's the those text page. and word bubbles kind of thing. Yeah, there's yeah, the part it, ones. It, it and felt then like the... a like a phone, like a texting conversation. Yeah, but definitely. it's supposed to, right? It was supposed to feel like that at that point in time because that's what's happening. But well, and I mean, that's where I thought the like... lines were trying to be blurred between the the real. And well, the fake. yeah, this is. I mean, because again, another Easter egg there is that there's. I mean, I don't know if you saw it or not, but there is a video of Carol that stems from that page. Oh, oh no, okay. no. See, I had never heard of her before um, right. the, this book. So part of it. So and this is one of the other problems is part of the problem is that the gestation of this book was far too long in terms of us getting it out. So, yeah, had, and that's had I, yeah, and it had it been more timely, had it come out when her popularity online uh, was sort of at its, its zenith, we probably would have made a lot more sense. But it took a long time. And that's kind of what I'm like. That's my fault. So that's on me for. Just, yeah. And that's where my thing moving forward, you asked if if I'm interested in reading more after explanations from you. Yes, but in a timely manner, I like, you know, you have to realize today, uh, new books come out weekly. There's probably 500 new books a week. You know what I mean? And by the time your book, your number one has come out and number two, whether it's six months, a year, two years, whatever, how many books have people bought? and read yeah. in between your number one and your number two. You know, now, we talk you know, about, there's just too we, much time passed. You know, you, you got to worry about that. Four, course, to, course, sure. four to five books per episode we talk about. Yeah. But I read probably 30 a week. Yeah. And really? You read that many comics in a week? That's oh a yeah. Lot. My stack wow. every week, my, my bill is usually between 40 and 60 bucks. Um, and, um, so even with reading like something as um, silly as like Amazing Spider-Man or the Batman, you know, I yep. read them both. Um, it's even hard for me to remember the storyline, you know, mm-hmm. and DC's putting them out every other week. And that's every other week. I know. And I'm going, wait, what? 
who who's going on here? You know, and yeah. so with yeah, I I am more intrigued to re I'm gonna to reread this number one, and then um you know hopefully well, I'm intrigued hopefully for you. like yeah like I want to I want I want your opinion now that you know where we're coming from so you're not so angry thinking I'm just trying to sell a girl to you because I'm definitely not. That is not the intention. But now I'm curious to see if you if it's if it makes more sense because you're not feeling angry while reading it. Because well, honestly, yeah, it definitely feels you know way different when it's coming from you because we have the meaning behind the art and the meaning behind yeah. the symbolism, um, and you know, it's just I think it was a book that was supposed to make me angry though. I think it was you know what I mean like you were shining a mirror into the dark corner of the fandom and the, the, you know, being famous now. And, you know, the mirror just showed a, a dark reflection of myself. And that's probably why I got so angry. You know what I mean? Okay, I didn't like what I saw. What? I'll take that. I'll take that. And that's fine. And I'm glad that that's the thing. I guess listening to the podcast, it didn't sound like that's what was happening, at least for me. Absolutely. It sounded, well, I, but I, mean, I get, no. I get what you're saying now. And I'm glad that we're at least here because this is good. Cause this is kind of, so going forward with what we're doing, we're, we're trying to be a little bit like like you said like a little bit uh you know dark mirror or black mirror ish in terms right. of like the storytelling that is the intent it's mm-hmm. not meant to be um like it's not a book for kids even though you know kids seem to really gravitate towards our our little monster patches and stuff that we have at the tables um uh for for conventions and stuff and pins and stuff and we but that's that's kind of what i want our brand to be representative of you know it's like like we are the hard r punk rock of comic books as far as i'm concerned you know and we're gonna do our best to get out there other people may not think so other people may laugh at me saying that and that's fine but that's what i'm trying to do that's that's what you feel inside that you want to put out there yeah yeah like like that's the like but the idea is to also just you know have like i mean you know andrea is a prime example of a character where on the surface you know people can make a lot of weird comments in today's world about you know uh her skin color her size you know all of these different surface qualities but for me, Andrea is like the heart and soul of what we're talking about. And, and again, I have no idea she was a real person. Mm-hmm. And so um, just reading that. No, I'm... she's not. She's not a real person. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought you were saying earlier. No, uh, she's really she's really available as though she were a real person. Got she's it. Not a oh, real I got you. Oh. But we're, we're trying to we're trying to uh, make her accessible. Right. I mean. Okay, so you're at, you're you're going into a, a different dimension of this storytelling. You got the comic book and this blog that she that you she will reply to you if you go to it, you know. Exactly, and then if so, if you go to so if you want to if you Google Valentine right now, for example, on your computer, okay. I don't know if you can. Yeah. But uh, there's a there's a video called Valentine on Vimeo, uh, directed by myself, uh, called uh, starring Carol, and it literally takes place within those two pages where Carol is having the text message. So that's like I like I mentioned earlier, that's another layer to the story and it's most of, it's supposed to fold back on that because going forward this is a storyline we're going to continue on with in in the following books as we start to see um based on this comic you know carol getting right. this role in this, in this film and this in this franchise and what happens with that um yeah so there's a, there's it was meant to be like here's as much world building as i can do and a lot of people seem to like the way i, I did it without like there's exposition in, in one sense, but there's also like kind of like showing and not telling. So I tried really hard to not be like, here's all of this, you know, extraneous dialogue to say, you know, the year is blah. This is happening. You know? Yeah. All that kind of crap. I don't I don't personally like that kind of stuff. So I try sure. to keep it out of the book. 
And then, um, I guess, you know, going back to Carol's quote, a great quote about porn. You know, if you start, yeah, with, come, if you start with a cum shot, well, yeah. there's nothing to build to. What I was going to say, and you might be going to say too. You go ahead. I don't feel like that relates to comic books. I feel... Okay. Because... Um, yeah, because it is a business, and you got to sell that number two. And so there's got to be something that delivers in number one to sure. to go on to the next one. I got you. And honestly, for some people, that's there. Like, I'm, I, 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 we just had people talk about it yesterday, and for them, it's like they said it was like the best thing they've read in months, the best thing they've read in years. I've had those comments thrown at me. I've also, on the flip side, had comments like your comments, which this is a pilot show. So I, I, I'm cool with that. I get that, 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 that there's going to be a division. But yeah, I mean, there's def- this book draws a line in the sand, and you know that, so. Yeah, and I, and I, I'm still surprised it, dra- it draws a line in the sand. I suppose a little I don't bit think, like I that. don't think you should be. I think you should be happy. I should be happy. Yeah. Why? Because I don't know that it's it's a good thing. It feels like I failed. Like I feel like I failed you. No, because you didn't get my attention. You, you when, when you think about it, my perspective is uh, whether someone loved your book, which I know there's people out there that do. Whether uh, or whether it's someone like myself who didn't like your book, people are still talking about your book. Yeah. Either way, what did Eric. Pe- like uh, that's my thing in the comic book world and in today's world. You don't want to not be talked about. Yeah. If you're not talked about, no one's noticing your shit. There's no such so thing as bad press. I think you should be happy that people are so divisive about this. Like, that's especially true. myself. Like, you should be. You should be like, yeah, John. I'm glad you don't like the book, man, because. You know, you'll tell people about it, and, yeah. and still they'll be like, why? You know, why? I have to go and discover why, then, and then they'll read it. You know what I mean? So I think you should be happy. I, I don't think you should uh, be worried in any way, shape, or form moving forward about bad critics, good critics, any of it. You're going to run into it all, and I think you right. should just be – just but embrace it. Is it is – it, but so now I'm just hoping – it's clear, though, at this point, right? Like we're not a skin book. Yeah, that, it's absolutely clear, and and, uh, yes, and I think yes. we were judging it be based off of what we had in front of us, which was the book, and I right. think you just did too good of a job of selling that crazy alternate reality that we believed it, you know? We, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I thought that the, the flying cockroaches was a real thing. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, 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 I got to yes. be honest, that was pretty funny for me, and I felt bad at the same time, and I was like, no. No, you shouldn't feel bad. You shouldn't, because... Hey, we, I read it on I, the internet. We, it has to be true, right? We, we, Fuck were, me. we were reading this going, what is this? What the heck? What movie? I'm like, there's a movie now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I felt like it I was, uh, I was reading several different comic books smushed into one and, mm-hmm. and it flipped from one comic to the other, every other page. And, and I, I don't know. To me, it was disjointed. And, now I see why, as far as you were talking about the yeah. camera lens. And I got that from the coyote to the next frame, but not throughout the rest of the book. Okay. So it was, I mean, to be fair, uh, I did not, like, so I was color coding all the borders trying to give you emotional intensity, um, which looking back is probably silly, but it was one of those art, artist things. That hey, you that's kind just of an artistic brain. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking, this is a good way to kind it, of get the emotion into the page. I wonder um, if it nice. works uh, subconsciously. Now I'm looking that at was, yeah, I was, I was trying to do that because if you look, like you see, like there's a build. So we start off in pastels and then we build through all these different kind of color tones. And yeah. I really wanted to sell the feel of the kitchen being like just this place you did not want to be. Yeah. Um, oh, I got and you. I wanted the bar to feel like a place that just felt really lived in and really too warm and maybe kind of a little grungy. I, yeah. Like it has that, 
it has that smell of, of beer, you know, on the floor for a little too long kind of thing and all that kind of shit. You know, and, and that, that was going to be one of my other um, comments about the art. Every all the art in it, I liked, but I was going, why is it changing from beginning to end? I'm like, it, it felt like at the time without this uh, explanation, like that that was intentional. You know, um, some of it, some of it is and some of it's not. So for the most part, I'll be honest, most of the change in the look of the book is uh, I have a, I have another artist friend who was telling me like, man, do not do the line work and the pencils and everything and then drop your colors the same time. Because by the time you get to like the last page, everything's going to look different. And I was yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't listen. Oh, so that's part of it. The <laughs> other like, part of it, he was right. Yeah, he was totally right. He was told, and he was—he's a great guy, and he really gave me—he gave me so much good advice that I didn't listen to a single word of. <laughs> so I owe him a debt of gratitude, but also like I should have paid more attention. Um, and the second reason is, is because I actually went back numerous times and redrew pages um, because I wasn't satisfied with the, the way that stuff was coming across. Um, and honestly, like my style was just, is still developing and changing. Cause I've, I've, when you do a book, it's not the same as doing a sketch of a single person on the cover holding a gun. It's not the same thing as doing like, this is the thing that I don't think they, maybe some art schools teach this, but when you're doing sequential art, like, um, some guys, you know, they, they keep their style intact through the whole book because they're doing it quickly enough that it's, it's not changing. But if you look at most artists over the course of their, you know, like if you look at like J Scott Campbell, he was very bubbly and cartoony in the beginning in terms of his stuff which is beautiful but it's a very different style than what he's doing now which is more sleek and more refined and more like you can see a difference in his characters over the years right mm -hmm. um, they're all you know absolutely mind-blowingly brilliantly drawn but what does he work on I, i've never heard of him what does he work on j scott campbell pretty scott much Camp sticks with uh covers now he draws beautiful ladies does he yep that's yeah, about it he's yeah. Wow, he's, he's done a lot more than that. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, Campbell. I'm just saying, at this he was, point. He was one of the main guys in the 90s who came out with with the styles that were, like, uh, that the were Eric Larson's the and, the, and, the, and the Todd McFarland's and the. Yeah, one of those yeah, guys. yeah. So that's that's reaching back a fair ways. But he's uh, he's definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, wanted... he, he made, he's, you know, staked his claim with it. And now he's lucky enough to where he can just do yeah. a cover here and there and. Exactly. Make exactly. tons he, of money he off. He put of his one time cover. in. He really did. He did. Like, oh, yeah. I think he did some Tom Strong. He did uh, Danger Girl. He did, like Danger Girl is his property. Yeah, Danger um, Girl was his kind of brainchild. Yeah, and like, he had a, he he worked on a, a ton of other things. Um, he's got a beautiful series of uh, sort of like grim fairy tale uh, styled uh, art where he does like Cinderella and stuff. It's worth a Google, man. Like they're beautiful, beautiful pieces. But he has like this incredible illustrator. But like I was saying, it really changes over time. But if you look at any artist, it changes over time. My problem was is is the the book was 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 took so long to get out because we were trying to get all these pieces together. Like yes, it's true. I was working on a toy line at the same time for the book, but only because, to be completely honest, like I like sculpting. I like making things. That's and just it's, another it's, another aspect of your art that you were trying to yeah, also. Yeah, and that's it. Like I would if, practice, if I had my but also yeah, make money on so, too. You know, and, and you now would, that you know, at the, you know, getting to talk to you is so beneficial because um, I'm seeing it now as your world building. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah. a comic book. It's toys. It's a it's a uh, interactive blog. It's you know lots of stuff. Um, 
And I kind of look at it like Todd McFarlane in his Spawn stuff, right? And we talked about this on other episodes, John. He's just selling Todd McFarlane and Todd toys and and all that kind of stuff. And when he gets around to writing an issue of Spawn, everyone loves it, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. When the sales need a bump, he'll be like, hey, I'm going to yep. write this one. They're yep. like, oh, shit. Like, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my board. God. But he drew a page. Re- you have to remember with Todd, too, right? Like, when you look at Todd's stuff, Todd was dreaming of Spawn when he was, like, I think 13 years old. Yeah. You know, he's, he, he, as I'm sure you've seen, like, his early drawings of Spawn when he was in high school. And, like, that was sort of, like, his end goal all along. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was lucky enough to have a, have a sit down with some of the guys at McFarland Toys uh, just about two weeks ago. Nice. And in chatting with these guys, like, like there was no greater feeling to be honest with you because I remember being 15 years old and picking up a copy of, of like uh, of Spawn. I think it was Spawn number two at some fishing uh, bait and tackle store and lo- looking at because <laughs> it was thing, everywhere. Yeah. Well, be, but I was I was being dragged along on this stupid fishing trip. I didn't want to go on, you know. Like I'm like I don't want to be here. I'm I'm stuck on this on this silly thing, and I. I would I, I would much rather be anywhere else. And I've got this copy of this comic book, and I'm looking at it, and like I think it's the second page or the third page. Spawn standing there, holding a cross with this big, gorgeous green uh, sort of cyan thing behind him, mm-hmm. and he's, he's and I'm just looking at the art, and I'm just like, this is, like I was I was lost in it. I was like, this is the oh, most yeah. incredible shit. Wow, like wow. And then as I start to learn about what he did, man, I was like, you know, this is this is a guy who. He's 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 so impressive for so many reasons, and I don't know. Like I look at that guy and say that's that's incredible that you did that. But I don't think like if you go and read his issue number ten of Spawn, he states very 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 clearly, he is not doing this because he's thumbing his nose at things or he just doesn't care. Was that or the Cerebus issue? Like it, yeah, that's the Cerebus issue where yeah. he's got you know all the the all the creators who had to leave their creations or yep. abandon their creations. It was yep. a divisive issue. But those are the kind of books that stick with me. I, it's, it's got that fourth wall breaking stuff, and I like that. I know you, some of you guys don't really love it as much, but for me, I like books that do that, personally. Mm. Um, I, I'm the exact opposite. I hate it that Vertigo characters are entering DC. <laughs> you know? uh, do you know what I mean? Uh, and so when you get these crossover stuff, like... Um, John had to talk me into reading Batman and Shadow stuff because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You can't put the Shadow and Batman together. You yes, know? you can. And um, the the Batman Ninja Turtle one right now is actually pretty good. It's awesome. And I know. And that's always bugged me because I – okay, I can't say this word. Compartmentalize everything. That's oh, I beautiful. Did say it. I you did, did so say good. It. Remember you last get a gold time, star on your last, last time I tried to say that? Okay. Yes, that was terrible. Um, I had to have a whole episode about you. Ka-pa, ka-pa, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that, that's how my brain works, where I everything has to be in its nice little place. Um, you know, when we talk about Spawn, it's one of my. Uh, I really like it. So, you know, even you saying issue number 10, I knew exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, and. That issue bugged me because Cerebus is so good on so many levels, but he doesn't belong in a in a Spawn book, you know. No, and I but that's but that's not what's happening, right? There, he's trying to he was trying to to, I think that there was a lot going on at that time with Image and in his own life where he was he was trying to just make a statement about the way that that comics felt, you know, especially with like, you know, all the shit around Jack Kirby and and and, and how and, and and Stan Lee and we don't need to go get into it because everybody knows those stories. But when you start to peel back these layers and you see that how people are treated, sure, comics is a business. 
and is an art form. And a lot of times people get shit for being too much of one or the other. And it doesn't seem to really matter, like which side. There's always a point to kind of point out and say, you know, oh, you did too much of this or you did too much of that or whatever it is. But like at the root of it, there's still a kid inside you who's like, man, wouldn't it be awesome if, you know, like, of course, there's a part of me that like, you think I didn't love sculpting the fuck out of the teeth and the eyes and the, and the toilet monsters? I, I, dude, I would do hours of it. I would get lost in it. It's the most amazing thing to do, to sit here and to, and to play with these characters, uh, you know, just at my desk with a cup of coffee. I love it. I love telling the stories. I love working on this stuff. You do love it. But there is a business component to it that you can't ignore. Right. So mm -hmm. this is this is the thing. So for, for him to stay to, to, to be able to say anything with Spawn after a while, like, you know, he talked about, you know, a lot of reasons for him doing the Billy Kincaid stuff and a lot of reasons for him, you know, moving forward. And like then there's the whole great Capullo and Angel Medina and all those brilliant artists that he brought on the book, because after a while, like comics don't pay a lot of money. <laughs> like no. at the end of the day, and this is what I think a lot of people really don't understand it's not enough to live on. No. I don't care who you are. Unless, like, if, and if you look at the sales of books and people have been looking at what's been going on in the comics industry for the last little while and there's Comics Gate, there's all that other crap that happened in the last six months or so. But, like, comic sales are really down right now for a lot of people. And it's hard to scrape out a living. Artists are being pushed beyond their limits constantly to try and turn stuff out. It's not easy. So, yeah. There's got to be other avenues to make money, and if you can get your stuff, you know, other places, that doesn't mean that the story is meaningless. That doesn't mean that there isn't a value to what's being talked about, you know? Maybe in some cases there is. Maybe some guys, you know, it was just kind of like, ha, ha, ha. But I don't think so. Like, I, I've been to a lot of conventions now, and I haven't met a single guy who's just, like, kicking back, you know, you know, lighting a cigar with $100 bills and being like, ah, oh, ha, ha. Like, there's none of those guys. That's, that's, that's movies and, 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 and television. That's Did, not uh... Uh, I heard uh, that you guys are coming to our little con that's uh, coming up this fall. We are, yeah. So we uh, we were graciously invited to be there, and uh, we're pretty excited about it because, like I said, I've never been. So this is like, like, oh, you're going to be impressed by how flat the state is. That's just it. <laughs> I brought a friend. I brought a friend here from um, you know Chicago area, and they were like, "Why is it so flat?" Yeah, right. <laughs> they noticed. It. Oh, it's flat. And. Um, yeah. And uh, we don't have hills at all. Okay. Anyway, anyway, that's off there. But the, <laughs> Tyler gets on these this, tangents. It's I, I go off on little rants. It's okay, it's fine. It's um, fine. Yeah, this is the third year, fourth year of uh, third the third year for SuperCon. SuperCon. Giving them a little shout out. Hopefully, yeah. they're not like we don't want our name ever be on your podcast yeah, again. I I know. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, no, they're like, super nice guys. I was talking. No, they're to really great. They're like really today, great. Yeah. Yep. John will be there working for his work. Yep. And I will be. Uh, probably roaming around with a um, handheld uh, recorder and trying to get people's um, quotes on what they think of the con this year, what they want to see improved. I, we're going to, I think I'm doing some little episode on that. Nice. Nice. So, nice. I'm excited I, for you guys to come though. Um, I think it'll be, yeah, I want to meet you guys. I think it'll be awesome. Um, I'm glad to put um, the things that we said behind us. I mean, we still said them. I'm going to own them. You know what I mean? But right, I think right, it was right. also uh, just, you did a really good job of, uh, you know, setting up your world building to where the point where we believed half the stuff was uh, the way we thought it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that fair enough. Fair enough. And and like I said, I I would really love it if maybe you know you take another look at it with with fresh eyes and you start to see you know kind of where we're going. So absolutely. And, um, and I'm excited for you guys to um, 
be there at the convention and talk to people about the book in person because I think that's going to help. Um, sure. Coming in with the coming into this book completely blind, and uh, in the age of excess and the age of now, and uh, coming back to what I was going to say earlier with Carol's quote, you know, with in porn, if you start with the cum shot, there's nothing to build up to. Well, if I want to see it, I can skip to it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the world of now. That's the way it is now. It's click. It's click and half. You, click and now. Are you happy with that? Are you happy with that? Cause that, that doesn't it doesn't matter me. if I want to be happy with it now. It, if that I doesn't don't, matter? Uh, well, if, if come I... Come on. No, I, what I'm it saying... It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. I let watch me, a let lot me finish. of porn, let me finish. and I skip to the end all the time. <laughs> no, let me finish. I, In the, yeah. I'm just saying... I'm just. What I'm trying to say is, if I want that now, I can get that now. Sure, you can. Sure, you can. But I'm and, saying to you, are, does that make you... Does that make you... Like, listen, Carol's the same way. I'll be yeah. honest. Carol loves going right to the end of the book to find out how it... How it you know what's the ending? I just I just want to know the ending because she wants to be satisfied and move sure, on. Sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. But I'm asking you, like, really, doesn't that isn't there something about that that sort of goes like, why am I doing that? Doesn't that doesn't that eat at you? It eats at me. That's why I'm asking. Because for me, I don't know about this this instant gratification. There's something about it that it's feels... all about it's all about control. Uh, right now, okay. I want you know right now um, I, I I I want a milkshake right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can go get one. Or yeah, now, you know, like tomorrow, I want to read a book, but I want to read its book, the book entirely. Or the next day, I want to start with Game of Thrones, but I want to start from the back. It's not about... Uh, that would be ridiculous. I know, I know. But I'm saying, you know what I mean? It's not about uh, asking myself whether that's wrong or whether that feels... It's just, it's how I feel at the point at that point in time if uh, I have access to it. It's, it's just the age we live in. We have to accept that. And I love I love how you're staking your claim and you are uh, being firm and trying to go against that with this book, and that's awesome. But uh, you do have to just realize that, that is just a lot of the world now is now. I can have it now. I want it now. I need it now. And you're gonna have to deal with those people and, and that, that want that. Well, and the nature of our show, for one, yeah, is mostly about new number ones that come out for sure. And so, you know. And for me, I and John doesn't collect like I do. John collects number ones, and I collect series. And I'm not going to go past number one or two if you know it doesn't catch me right there. You know, yeah. sure, if sure. there's not a hook. And yeah. I didn't feel a hook in this book. Okay, fair yeah. enough. And I, I appreciate you as a storyteller and wanting to um, leave the breadcrumbs and work your way to the alien toilet monsters, all that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, we had this discussion on our phone call, you and I, Eric, um, you put the rope there, but I think you greased it. So people are grabbing at it, but they're slicking off at the end, you know, and it's, that's a a good analogy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't give them something to really hold on to, that's where I feel like this book might struggle if you take too much time to get that number two out. So, no, okay, well, okay, you've alluded to that to a few times. So uh, I'll say that number two is already, you know, in the works and we Good. have a release date for it, um, as I don't know if I've mentioned this, but uh, so we're now in Diamond, uh, which was yes. part of our problem in the beginning. Uh, yep. In the beginning, we, we were told pretty explicitly by a lot of people, I think I mentioned this, that uh, if you're going to if you're gonna do a comic book, you know, that you, you shouldn't go with Diamond. Because yeah, and we discussed Diamond, that, and I, I, feel yeah. like, I feel like so many people led you astray on that you one. You have to. A lot of people said that. A lot of people were very adamant that Diamond was a bad place to be, well, and who, I don't know why. Well, like, did they give any suggestions who else should distribute your book? 
No, no. Like that was the thing is like there was there was a lot of talk of like, oh, well, you know, like not because it wasn't said in the sense like don't go with Diamond because Diamond is bad. The sense was like if you go with Diamond, you're going to have a really hard time. No one's going to know you exist. No one's going to give a damn. No one's going to find you. You're going to be buried in the, 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 the pages, blah, blah, blah. Like it was on and on and on. And everyone we talked to had that. Now, the funny thing was, and like there was also like sort of this this idea that Diamond was somehow hard to work with. Mm. So, um, but uh, like we've had the complete opposite experience, which I think is hilarious. Like, yeah. And and also kind of a little angering because no, and that's, I would have done know, it from the, the beginning. The thing is, you guys did so much, like even getting your books into our local comic book store, you guys did it yourself. Yeah, you and, guys did all legwork. And so going with a company like Diamond, they'll they do it all they'll for put you. Your, yeah, they'll get your book into the stores. Yeah, I mean all yeah. the self all the self stuff you want to do, great, but I mean when they're a good partner to have because they they can just get your book to anywhere. They'll they'll take care anywhere of that. it needs yeah. to go. So I But Diamond doesn't Diamond doesn't accept everything, right? That's no, no, no. Yeah, they Diamond don't accept everything. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think I think the catch twenty two that we had was that no one knew who I was, no one really knew I mean people knew who Carol was, but they didn't know her as a comic book uh, creator. And to be quite frank, honestly, in the very beginning, everyone says it now, like Alien Toilet Monsters, that's a great cover. In the beginning it was like, You're doing what? Like I had a lot of side eyeballs at me. Oh, as far no, as the title? Oh God! Like my my, my family practically disowned me on. on well, hey, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my my my, my mom's gonna okay. my mom's gonna cringe when she hears my uh, comment about how much porn I watch. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife. Well, there you go. Right? My wife's at home, and when she listens to this later, she's just gonna laugh her ass off because you know she knows I say stuff just to get a rise out of people. Yeah. Um, I and that's what drew me to your um comic is the title because um. I have never heard those words put together like that. What is an alien toilet monster? You know, and so what I was expecting with a title like that was, do you ever, uh, um, have you ever read the book Chew, Eric? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so, you know, it's just silly. It's just weird, and um, this guy can taste things and get the whole history on it. And mm-hmm. I got, not that I'm trying to compare you and John Lehman, but... Um, with Alien Toilet Monsters, I thought this is another book like that, and it w- was completely not. You know, no, it's not. It's not like that. But it's also, it's also you. You haven't. Okay, so to be fair, guys, it's the first book, and I know that you're making a lot of judgment based on the first book. But the first book, I look, I got 36 pages mm-hmm. to try and get as much covered so that the rest of the story will be there and more easily. Uh, digestible mm-hmm. i can't i can't like i didn't want to i've read some books where they literally the whole all 36 pages or all 22 pages as most books are um seem to spend a lot of time just like you know it's a scene it's not a story and that's all that happens a lot i was like i'm gonna do a full bloody story there's a beginning there's a middle there's an end to this story at least from my perspective there is um and a lot of people you kind of followed that story i know you didn't totally follow it but it's it's it is there um, if you if you if you go looking for it, so it's it it starts it, it and it ends. And as far as I'm concerned, in going forward, like we may not see a lot of these characters again, but I wanted you to get a sense of the rules of the game. Do you? So that yeah, uh, sorry. No, do you see the? Is this an ongoing or is this going to be a limited series or? No, this is actually going to be. Uh, I think I think we're calling it nine books. Okay. Now, but it'll be eight or nine books, and then that's oh. it. 
Okay. Uh, so it's it's it is a it is a small. We're not going to continue going unless there's like reason to. Uh, some of the thinking would be to maybe do some some spin-off stuff and, and explore other areas because it's a multi-dimensional you know you know world that we build. We could do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I give you but, permission. You can take my idea from the podcast and do the the multiple you're not, multiple you're not, dimensions that's Carol Zara's fighting toilet so, monsters. You know, no, wait, 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 wait. You know, to be the, fair, to be fair, I gave you that idea because you looked at the cover of the variant, dude. That's what, what I'm that's, that's, exactly. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, very, the variant cover is Don't claim that as your idea, please. <laughs> oh, we can we can joint share it. It's 50-50. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, my lawyers <laughs> would beg to differ, but that's fine. <laughs> Honestly, okay, uh, so with the title, uh and if you okay, wait, sorry, sorry, just before we go any further, yeah, yeah. if you go to Alien Toilet Monsters on Facebook, yeah, uh-huh. in our photo section, you know all those different toilet monsters you're asking for. Uh-huh. And sure, sure, sure. when we were hand delivering, not hand delivering, we were sending stuff out to guys and we were doing stuff at conventions. Like we have a whole sticker pack, dude, of all of these different toilet monsters. So no, I beat you to the punch long before you thought about it. All right, <laughs> good. Just... I, like, I like the one that's on the cover. Um... No, I'm that's, happy. So to, I'm happy to hear that, Eric. That's awesome. That's flood. That's flood on the cover. The one in the back of the book with the yellow one. That's dribble. Then there's overflow. There's there's squirt. There's a whole bunch of different ones, dude. They're they're on the Facebook page. They're there. Yeah. I just haven't released each one of the covers going forward. I I can spoil this. Um, um so, a different toilet monster. Yeah. Cool. The, the title and your alternate cover, um, the artwork on that and the multi. Um, Carol's doing different stuff on it. That's what I was expecting the book to be like when just based on the title. You know, I know sure. you're never supposed to judge a book by its cover, but um, but in comics, it's but in how comics, it is. <laughs> right? So, Alien Toilet Monster. That's the artwork in my head. That oh, that would really lend itself well to this title, and sure. um, and then even the cover of this one. I thought we were going to have this chick fighting toilets. You know, I. Th- especially since she's holding this gun and you know she's sitting on him like she's conquered him and um you know mm-hmm. even the even the issue is called monsters uh or no that's just the bottom of the thing never mind no, the, the issue is called breaking the seal and it was yeah. just about so yeah. breaking the seal had you know a double entendre or breaking the seal to you know everything effectively yeah, you know? yeah there's some it's toilet humor there. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and uh, you know I, I i tried to use it sparingly you know yeah uh, I'm, I'm really having a hard time not calling issue two number two, just number two. That's oh, you awesome. Should. Um, you should definitely. That's, so, that's too. That's too is, good of a chance to miss. You yeah. Got, so you I think to. that's probably what it's going to be called as far as the story title. Hey. Um. um so before um, we start to wrap things up, I what drew you to um, this? Even the title, like Alien Toilet Monster. What was the first gestation of that? Like what? So what brought you to Alien Toilet Monster? Yeah, so like, I think I was telling that story earlier. So just to, to wrap it up, yeah. I I had been working on this on this other idea for far too long, too many years, and it was it was absolutely going nowhere. Um, although, I mean, uh, a side story to that would be that uh, there was a movie that was almost identical to my script that was made years later, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, uh, the the idea for this was was real simple. Uh, it was a two-parter. A guy, a friend of mine, uh, had me over to his house. I didn't know him very well. I'd known him for about a month and a half or so, or maybe two months at this point. But we'd, we'd gotten along really well. Uh, we were working together, and I thought he was a pretty cool dude. And, you know, he seemed to, like, do well with the women. And he, he just had swagger, and he was, like, this really great guy. And I was like, wow, like, I've got this new friend who's, like, 
the coolest guy ever and this is wicked like when we go to party at bars it's gonna be amazing like i'll have this wingman he's so cool i went to his house one day and then he's like hey let me show you these pictures and i was like what are they and he opens up this folder on his computer and there's all these shots of his shit oh <laughs> i knew this girl that used to take pictures of her dog going okay. to the bathroom so this is it that what you're about to say that's it people are fascinated and i mean fascinated with their own shit. Yeah. And that was the gestation for part of the story. Okay. Was people are fascinated with their own shit and every single way you can spin that into stories. People are fascinated with themselves and their own shit to the point that they take pictures of their own shit. Absolutely. There's something there. Guilty. So Yeah, I I <laughs> I, I like, mean, I've taken Mondo Dukes where I'm like, yeah. this has to be shared. No yeah. one will believe especially, the size. Especially when it's coming up out of the water. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, you got a you got a breacher? Okay, so Ooh. what I was saying, there's this girl I've known, and she takes pictures of her. She, her whole uh, Instagram is just daily shots of her dog taking shits. All right, I'm not, I'm not going to find that. But. Uh, right. I'm That's just weird. saying, people are fascinated with That's it. That's true. So, and, That's and true. this is the thing. This is the thing. So when I when I started to kind of think about that, I went, okay. Let me so like at this at this point I started kind of having this idea of maybe doing this thing and then, you know, like I started talking to Carol about what do you think about something, you know, called Alien Toilet Monsters? And she was like, That's a great name. What's it about? And I'm like, I'm not sure yet. But I know it's got to <laughs> See, do to me that, with that's... shit. Yeah. And it's got to do with the fact that people are really interested in their own shit. And she was like, she started laughing, right? So then I, I photoshopped this toilet with eyes and I brought it into work one day to the place I was working to go and show a friend of mine um, who, who actually just recently passed away. But, oh, uh, sorry to hear that. Uh, he, was, he was a complicated man, but he was, a, he was an interesting man. Anyway, he, he was a bit of a mentor for me at the time, but he was also a bit of like a, if you've read any, any Shakespeare, mm-hmm. he was literally the embodiment of Falstaff. Like he was oh, that yes. guy. So he was like a, he was a bigger, larger than life character, but he was also a braggart and a lot of different things, but he was, he was still, a, you know, he had a good heart, but anyway, he never liked my ideas is the point. And he would always shoot me down. He'd always talk down to me and be like, yes, yes, yes. You know, get back to work or whatever. And I was like, okay, listen, what do you think of this? And his face went bright red, like as red as I've ever seen it. And his eyes like bubbled with water and he just started like cackling. And I was like, holy shit, I got something. Like, this has got to be a thing. Like, like if this guy is going to do this and have this reaction, wow, okay. So I know I need to do a, a toilet with eyes and teeth and tongues. And I know it's got to be, you know, what people find interesting, which is their own shit. Let's go. And that's that was kind of how it started. So. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, before we do wrap up, I know Tyler said we were going to wrap up here. Uh, you Earlier you mentioned you do have a release date for issue number two. May I ask what it is? Uh, so we're talking about summer right now. Um, it's actually we're just on the bubble uh, of making of seeing whether or not it's going to be uh, July or August. We'll, it's, uh, okay, it's so going to be one of the two because we're waiting on some some cover art actually sure. from someone else. Are so you guys looking into something. selling it to a, um, you know like a Vertigo or a well, image in... or anything like that? Not right now. And I'll be honest, I'm, I, we haven't even entertained the idea mainly because um, when you like, I don't know what those those like what it would be like to play in those sandboxes with those people. And um, I feel like I feel like just doing it our way, uh, you know, it just gives us more control to kind of do things the way that, that we kind of want to do it. Um, 
but at the same time, you know, of course, we'd be open to talking to other people, but uh, no one's come calling saying, hey, can we buy your property yet? So that's not there. Um, but we've funny, we've had interest from, uh, you know, Hollywood types saying, this looks interesting, looks very toyetic. You know, hey, yeah, cool. absolutely. Everybody's so, interested in the next thing. They're all going to try and grab it for, for cheap. Yeah. So don't undersell yourself. <laughs> that's no, for no. sure. <laughs> but uh, um, so you. You will have a, a issue two ready for Supercon, because I think Supercon yes. is September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See there that? will be an issue two, and there will be an issue three on the horizon at that point, probably being uh, actively counted. We're aiming for about four issues a year is kind of our, our sure. intent. Like I said, it's going to be about probably eight to nine issues. So, you know, that's what we're thinking so far. I mean, I... That's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad that you have this roadmap set up, and I, I want you to stick to that roadmap, because like I said earlier, I just... If you have, if you want any chance of this moving forward and having your fan base follow you, you just you gotta stick to a timeline and get the things out to these people. You know, I I'm uh, excited that you will have an issue number two at SuperCon. I will probably talk to you, shake your hand, and uh, yeah. read your issue number two. Yeah, so. hey, I'm I'm excited to meet you guys. Um, cool, man. Yeah. Cool. So so I think we've effectively buried the hatchet. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I apologize. I've, I've never had any issue with you as a person. I've never met you, you know. Um, yeah. This is the first time we've spoken audibly. I know we were chatting online, but um, one of the things that I want to talk to you about later on, you know, off the show, uh, yeah. some, some other time, is the process of making a comic book. I create lots of characters in my own artwork and mm -hmm. with this idea of, like, sometime i got to make a comic. But, like, honestly, I just don't know how. You know what I mean? Um, I don't. And so do you, you know, one of the questions I want to ask you, is this all um, pencil and paper and, or do you have like a Cintiq sketch pad? I mean, those are the kind of things that. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to talk about it now unless you guys want to wrap it up, but I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, we can go about another 10 minutes. Yeah, right. absolutely. Fair well, fair. And what, what we'll probably do is we'll, uh, we'll get through this. We'll wrap up our episode and then we'll chat with you before we, you know, ultimately take off. Yeah. Yeah. That'll okay, work. fair enough. Okay, so that works for you. Do you want me to answer the question now or later? Yeah, that works for me. Do you want me to answer the question now or later? <laughs> you go ahead. You go ahead and answer it now. That's fine. All right. All right. Okay. So, um, so yes, I do. I we purchased this antique. It's true. Mm -hmm. um, and I have. I went away from doing everything on pen and paper. Now, not everybody works that way. A lot of people still work on uh, with with pencils and paper, and they find it easier to do that. And to be honest with you, um, what I've noticed from a lot of artists is a lot of guys are actually at conventions and they're doing their books at the convention. Like they're literally sitting there and they've got their boards out and they're just going to town. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're doing that again, like I was saying earlier, like um, I, I think it's really, it's, it's part of the industry that's not well understood. Like, and I appreciate your comments about, you know, get those books out there and make sure the guys have everything on time to keep the interest, but going the opposite way. And I think Tyler, you'll understand this, like just being the artist, the amount of pressure that's on these guys to get stuff out in a timely manner is insane. Right. And it's almost unfair, to be honest. Like, There's not enough time between books. If you try to draw, like just, you want to talk about doing a comic book, okay, here's your realistic timetable. If you want to have a monthly book, well, that means that you have to have at least a month and a half, sorry, a month and a half. You have to have a month to month book. So that means that in that month, you've got to come up with the entire story for your 22 pages, right? However long that's going to take you to figure out, right? you know, and, and sort of start to plot. Then you have to do all, all that, all the penciling and the inking, right. Of all those pages, then you have to get it to the printer, but the printer needs it well in advance of the end of that month. You don't have 30 days. You have maybe, 
maybe 15 days to do all that work and to have it all delivered in a format that the printer can take so that they can then turn it around. It takes them about a week and a half to two weeks to turn it around. And then it has to be shipped out to wherever it's going. So if it's going to Diamond, like that's another like, you know, at least like a day to two days to three days on their schedule. And then they have to deliver it to stores. Like, but you, you have see to, what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Insane. But that's that's, that's if you're working see, for Marvel, DC, Image. You know, see, if you're working got, for somebody like that, you have the unique uh, the unique opportunity to do this yourself and keep yourself accountable, rather than uh, some guy I, sitting behind a desk going, "Hey, Eric, uh, time's ticking away, man. What, Need that book." You know what, what I mean? Would, what I was thinking is doing before going to any of those things, like the the printer and stuff like that, is have you know, three or four books in the can so that when issue one comes out, you're working on number five, you know, and exactly. it's, so you can just exactly. keep putting them out. So this is, this is kind of the thing. I mean, that does c- catch up with you. So when you, when you come across creators who are saying, yeah, we're going to take a little break. That's what's happening is, oh, is, yeah, they, is, is they got caught. Right. But, um, at the end of the day, I, whether or not it's me who has to hold myself accountable or if it's, it's Marvel DC, the process is still the same. If you want to have the same kind of quality and look like, our book, I was very, very, very specific on the paper choice. I was very specific on um, on how it was going to look, on the printing method. It, it had to be done by the right people. Like, I was not going to balk. And there are a lot of printers, to be honest, that they don't care. You know, like, uh, we, uh, we, we've we had some, some issues with printers in the past who, you know, you think you're getting one thing from them, and then you come and, like, you know, red's not red, yellow's not yellow, whatever it is. Like, there's a hundred different ways that they can screw you. Um, in the process and the smaller printers charge more than the big printers. Yeah. So there's also that side of things too, because of print run. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to take into account when you're putting together a book, but, um, you know, like art is, is not the least of it, but it is, it is only one small component when you're, when you're absolutely. And we're talking about it from the other side, Tyler and myself, never have actually creating a comic book, talking to printing, talking to all these people about getting a book out. And and then that's, those are the things that in my head I'm going, yeah, okay, that's what I'd like to know because I'm, yeah, um, creating characters. But then you know, it's one thing that they live in my sketchbook. But yeah. how do the you know? Okay. Yes. Uh, remember, I asked you. I said, John, we should make a comic, and you're like, eh, I'm too busy. <laughs> or Dude, what, I, I was just being honest and, with you. I was like, there's just no time. <laughs> whatever I said, you know, yeah, yeah. No, it's and and honestly, it is. It is very time consuming for sure. For sure, it's time consuming. Um, with, with respect to that, though, I mean. People are, will, will very easily tell you, no, like this is oh, yeah. tough or it's hard. People will say that, right? I think, I think the, the reality is, is that, sure, it's tough and it's hard, um, but it's, it's, um, it's, it, it can be painful uh, along the way too because there's times when you're going to realize like – because you start off thinking, you know, like I'm going to bake the best cake. No one's going to beat this cake. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be yep. like, you know, and then you get – to the point at which it's in the oven and it's it's literally like one of those you know cooking shows and it's it's lopsided and it's missing the the frosting and, and you know, Gordon Ramsay's telling you you're a fucking child yes exactly yeah. <laughs> that, that, that kind of happens no matter how you, you you look at it it will happen with some aspect of your project and it's having to to let go at that point of knowing that that happens and then have to wear that later on yeah that's the part that I think that's where I think sometimes fans don't see that in in what well, creators are doing. 
Yeah, and and in our you know the, the fan base now, you know, and people now, you could literally shit a brick of gold in front of a crowd of people, and ninety percent of them are going to be wowed. But then there's going to be that ten percent that go, yeah, I like platinum. Yeah, you like, know, yeah. or that was disgusting. How do you get a just, brick out of his ass? But but there's it's just it's going to happen. You're going to have to live with it. Um, yeah. Moving forward, though, like I said earlier. Uh, I think you should embrace all the criticism, bad, good, negative, what it, whatever. Oh, but that's why I'm here. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, you absolutely. Criticism at me. Don't get me wrong. I'm just like I said earlier. Like, it's hard to not fight it at times and go, but, but, but. You know. Yeah. Like, you, no, I understand. You, you want to but, say that stuff because you're like, well, you know, like, this yeah. is what I meant to say. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and myself, uh, you definitely. Uh, changed my perspective on the book itself. I'm intrigued to see more of it now that I know the deep roots of where you're coming from. And um, I think Tyler and I definitely judged the book based off of just the book itself. And you did a good job of uh, making us hate the characters and hate some of the things in it because it was just kind of meant to be that way. And I think that was a, just a good job on your part almost. Yeah, it was so much so that we we're just like, what is he talking? Yeah, what, what is happening? What is, what is this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that, that uh, I'm glad we had a chance to talk it out. Because oh, yeah. if there's anything I, I, I don't like, it's, it's you know, hate me for, for reasons that are, are justified as far as like, you know, like, like if you hated the story in the way I told it, fair enough. That's fine. You know, it was my way of telling stories. And some people don't like that. That's cool. Right. But I think yeah, I, I, I don't want to be called what I'm not, you know, which is you know some kind of corporate shill who's, uh, you know, pimping his lady just uh, for the sake of it. Like, well, yeah, well, and also not... also coming into the book without knowing any of that backstory, without knowing any of those roots, it definitely seems that way. But it's supposed to seem that way, and that was your what your intention was of getting at it. It's it's satirical in that manner. Yeah, and I mean to to be to be. <laughs> Really, like coming up, the problem I have now is that there's a lot of storytelling that's been laid out for what we want to do or what I was going to do, which unfortunately has been kind of happening already. So this was the other problem I kept having is I was writing things and then they were happening in real life. That's all. That, <laughs> that's really scary and also frustrating. Art like, imitating life. Well, I mean, like one of the small things was, you know, I gave Andrea, uh, you know, sort of like this blue lipstick thinking there would never be a time when people would wear blue lipstick. You know? and, and now it's all over Instagram. Yeah, yeah like gross. come on I, it was literally <laughs> so me saying gross. like this won't happen like I, this would be something <laughs> unique and then it's not unique and there's and the, and the book is full of stuff like that where I'm like are you serious like even up in, in including I wrote this about a multiverse and suddenly CERN decides to, to announce that there's there's the possibility that we really are living in a multiverse and I'm like come on guys well, that well, and also know? DC well, Comics has embraced the whole multiverse yeah, shit too so exactly. yeah I mean yeah, and then, I and then Rick you. and Morty Rick and Morty comes out and yep. I'm like no what Ever? the <laughs> like uh, it just it had happened so often to the point where carol started saying okay can we can we just buy lottery tickets like why are you bothering like just <laughs> tell me the number I'm that's like, awesome very very good well um, before we leave is there anything else you would uh, want to uh, leave with our listeners leave with us um talk about anything that's coming up or um, you can let people know where to purchase the book uh go ahead this is your moment this is okay. your we will be <laughs> well, quiet so go ahead don't I don't know that there's much left to say. No, not really, that. but no, hey. just web- <laughs> websites and this is uh, the shameless plug point. Of yeah, our show. I mean, uh, your website, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to have people follow. Yep. So if, if you'd like to follow me or follow Carol, there is uh, Carol is on Facebook at this is Carol Zara. Uh, and then there is myself on Instagram. I am me. Who are you? 
And then there's also... That's a good, that's a good one. Thank you, yeah. My name was taken, like, every which way, so it was impossible. <laughs> well, I think I'd be Eric Barnett, number 750, you know. Oh, yeah, my, my name is Tyler Johnson. And, you know, I wouldn't think there would be tons of them, but there were so many when I was trying to get a Gmail back Oh, in the dude, day. my name is John Jones. Imagine how hard it is to find a fucking Gmail account. I know. And uh, <laughs> go ahead, John Paul. I've, I give you a hard time all the time yep. uh, about uh, John Paul, but... Anyway, continue. We Sorry. A, uh, so we have we also have an Instagram account called Alien Toilet Monsters. Funnily enough, and we have uh, of course our website AlienToiletMonsters.com, which if you go to the desktop site, the uh, the landing page actually is a little moving image of uh, of the bar itself uh, rendered out. So it's kind of a fun little thing. Um, and again, you can find the Valentine video, which is a is. I did like, find that while we were talking. Um, I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done. You can, you can yeah. watch it too on Netflix if you want now. I don't know if it's. I don't know what it'll do for actually. Will it, it, will it might, oh, the sound might come through our computer? Yeah, and... I don't know if it will or not. But I did. I do have the video here. I found the Vimeo. Okay, um, fair. Yep. Um, and then uh, of course uh, there's also the Easter egg of, of Andrea's uh, little blog, the fcwt.com, about her favorite flying cockroaches with werewolf teeth. So um, which is not real. Oh, are uh, you? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, are you, are you, do you update that, or does uh, Carol, or who does that for you? We have we have someone else who's who's responsible for doing that. That's um, so the Carol they, or myself. That's so, funny. That's funny. You did, that's just someone's you know little duty to put something up to every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's. Uh, I mean, uh, we are we're we're definitely helping it with the content there. But, you know, uh, I do I do not to that level, but when I write the. Um, uh, blurbs for the iTunes or whatever when you about the episode I always write it from the perspective of an intern that we don't really have you know <laughs> uh, so it, it's always signed at the bottom the intern the intern um, right but that's fun to do isn't it it's, yeah it's a good thing. I, I well because I badmouth this I'm like the what I say in this one because I've I've got the notes ready to go um, as far as what we're going to be doing on this episode and I refer to John and I as trash, mo- trash mouth maestros or something. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, um, if you could leave us and our listeners with any one thing about your book, what would it be? Oh, uh, you're going to kill me. But oh, that's okay. Thing, yeah, I guess the one thing would be, please, dear God, buy it. Buy, <laughs> buy our book. Like, don't not buy our book. At least buy our book and, 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 and protest the hell out of it if you really think it's that terrible. But. Um, quite, and quite honestly, like it's a low, it's a low print book. We didn't do that many copies to start with, um, because we, we didn't think it would be a good idea to have a book that would have, you know, like if you do like 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 copies, I mean, it starts to get a little obscene and it's well, not you, that collectible. You don't want to end up with boxes of them under your bed and that's your bed frame is, you know, your, yeah. your creation is, yeah, uh, no, I've, we, I've built a couch out of my book. We sold really, really well. We're only in diamond, uh, because we're, we're putting out the number one to kind of, open ourselves up. We all, we're only in 60 stores in, yep. the, in the very beginning. So, you know, there's something like 3,000 stores in the United States alone, um, let alone overseas and stuff like that. So, you know, we just, we wanted a wider audience to read it. And we've been finding, like, my favorite thing is the fact that there's a lot of people who picked up this book who don't know me from Adam and they read it and they're like, oh my God, I love it. And that's that's a really great feeling. And we've had a couple like yourself who've, who read it and went, 
the hell I hate you die. <laughs> but I think that's I think no, that's my work here is done. I think that is great and I, I think you should take it as well, yeah, a compliment. What to I've been trying thinking is P. T. Barnum, right? He said, uh, I don't care what they say about me, just spell my name right. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. I think yeah. no you know, no press is bad press, my friend. As long as people are talking about your book, I, I think you should just deal with it as it all comes, man. Deal with just it as do, it all yeah, comes. Yeah, just do it. Yep, and I'm happy that you guys are in Diamond. I really think that's the way to go. I'm sorry that people misled you earlier with this uh, number one, but um, getting past that, I think your number two being on Diamond is uh, a good way to go, man. A good way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're excited for it. I'm, I'm excited for the artists that we have lined up to do covers. It's uh, it's going to be pretty wild, and it only gets weirder from here. So, you know, I mean, on the flip side, if you really hated it and, you know... Can I- can it's I read the stuff that you were? Can I read the stuff that you were putting out before this? <laughs> <laughs> That's the the stuff that you told us was too was too out there too out there for people. Uh, well, do you have I any can... format that you could email me? Because I'm interested. <laughs> oh, it was weird, guys. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. I don't want to talk about it. It, it was, was weird. Time. Like it was like okay. I'll give you an example of how weird I got. So in the script itself, um, the plan was to have. Uh, the plan was to have one character played by multiple characters because I was starting to think that it didn't matter who the actor was that would play a character because they'd be able to be played by many different character by many different actors, but it was different sides of the same character. Like it was that level of weird. Like it was esoteric to the extreme. Yeah. So there was that kind of thing going on. Um, there was a there was a giant bird creature. I'll tell you that much. Um, and the working title of it was Birdman. Um, and it uh, it also had a guy who was standing on a rooftop at a certain point in time, contemplating his life. Who thought that maybe if he jumped off, he could fly? That's awesome. Yeah, it was also in an Oscar-winning film later on. But anyway, <laughs> that that's you, man, just predicting the future. It's uh, weird. Uh, it's, it, but, yeah, but here's the thing: I think everybody does that. You know, I think everybody kind of has that part of them where they have an idea and then eventually gets flushed out. So absolutely, it's like just the way of the world, man. Time. I was yeah. uh, I was talking to, with uh, a buddy of mine who had this great idea for a comic book, and he's like, "Man, I got this great idea for a book. It's a it's a about a bear tornado that comes in and sweeps this guy's family up, and now he's like he, Sharknado. Yeah, well, but but he's talking to me about this, okay? Yep. And then uh, he's talking to me about talking to me about telling me how this bear tornado swooped in and stole his family, and now he's gonna be hunting the bears. And then I shit you not, like a month later, I saw on the store shelves. A comic book called Shirtless Bear Fighter. Yeah, and and those guys beat him to it, and I'm like, man, I feel bad for this guy because like he thought he had this grandiose idea, and here's this fucking book in print from Image, Shirtless Bear Fighter. It's the same fucking thing, almost. You know, the guy who has a vendetta against bears. Yep, and he's probably sitting in his room just like, God damn it! Like, well, his idea of a tornado wasn't that original. No, but still, it's it's the same thing. Yeah, (laughs) and you 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 feel you feel a little crazy when you see things like that because then you start telling people, oh, I had that same idea and everyone goes sure you did yeah they're like yeah fuck you fuck you um yeah but thank you again for uh doing the show yeah i'm really glad you came on talking to us uh awesome that we got uh to a point where we're seeing a little bit more eye to eye uh it is definitely still a uh, a divisive book there's going to be people that hate it going to be people who love it and i'm i'm glad for you that there are because i think that's uh Something that important, you know, I think um, as long as whether there's good reviews, bad reviews, all that, you just want people talking about your book. And I think that's what this book does is it makes people talk about it. 
Awesome. Well, thanks very much, guys, for having me on. I had a really great time today. And uh, oh, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see you at... Uh, so is it, it's Siucon, right? Is that right? Or is it Supercon. Supercon. It's Supercon. Sioux, Sioux like the, the Sioux Indians that are uh, from our area. Right. But I just, I didn't want to, so I have mispronounced it, but I'm going to yep. try not to. That's again. okay, man. So no it, worries. It, and so it, it was just Supercon, basically. But yeah. It's just the, but it's the, spelled S I O U X. Right. Like Sioux Falls. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Play on, play Very, on words. Yeah. Very good. Uh, well, but hang uh, on the line here. We're going to yeah. wrap up our show and we'll talk to you and give you a proper send off from myself and and Tyler. Yeah. Yep. Let's so. wrap this up. Uh, so anyway, um, for Smash and Grab Comics, this is Tyler sitting with JP. Oh God, but, uh, you're so slow. But uh, God, yeah, that just I, I know, I know. So but bitch. we've just went through an hour and thirty minutes of just nonstop talking. I'm spent. I know. I am spent. <laughs> uh, all right. So with Eric Burnett, we are going to say good night. Adios.